Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Yes, indeed. We are the voice of the Oilers and the Eskimos. And don't forget, we have the Labor Day Classic on Monday, 1 o'clock for the countdown to kickoff. Game at 2.30. It's been Labor Day misery for the Edmonton Eskimos. More often than not, in the last 13 years, they have won only twice at McMahon Stadium on Labor Day. Trevor Harris, Eskimos quarterback, is the CFL Player of the Month for August. He uh, led the Eskimos offense with eight total touchdowns. He threw for 1,550 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, Had another two rushing touchdowns on 17 carries. And as I've been mentioning this week, he is the leading passer in the CFL with a lead of over 1,000 yards on the next best guy, Mike Riley. We're counting down to Oilers' season as well. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl skating today at the BioSteel camp in Toronto. We'll have some of his comments a bit later on. Uh, Rookie camp uh, starts a week from tomorrow. For the Oilers, they'll have rookie games on September 7th and September 10th, and then we roll into main camp after that. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. And man, oh man, do I ever have a special guest in studio tonight. We finally made it happen with two days to spare. (laughs) You hear him every morning. Here at 6.30, Chad, the one and only Bruce Bowie. Bruce, good to see you. Reed, people are going to be so sick of me by the time I finally get off here. <laughs> yeah. I, I recorded the the sheet show with Chris Sheets for Sunday, and I'm uh, well, I did Gord Stanky, and um, I've got another hit with Global on Friday morning, I guess. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sick of hearing myself, actually. But well, but thank you. It's, it's, it's good to come here and find out the people are here this time of night. That's but great. Th- there are a few. Yeah. I, I usually get here... Uh, anytime between one and three depending on the day and and there are fewer people as the day goes on now how many people are here when you get here in the morning is it just you you uh, it's me usually and bob and bob is here like stupid early um there was one time that i had a flight coming in from las vegas and i got in really late and so i thought like there's no use even going to bed so i came in to work at uh, 2 30 i thought well i'll finally beat bob he was here here at 2 30 in the morning it's just ridiculous yeah (laughs) What, what time do you usually get here I get here usually about 4 o'clock. Uh, okay. I, I get up at 2.30, start getting ready at home and do a little prep work and stuff. So, yeah, it's a, it's an early start every day. In fact, I was just joking with you off air. You were talking about what's going to be happening when you're on a Labor Day, and I said I'll be waking up about that time, yeah. about the time your show starts. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, that'll be different for you. So uh, how how many years, so was it 47 years in, in radio? Correct. Total? Yes. Do you know out of how many of those you did a morning show? I started in 1980, so it's been a lot. I've been getting up in the so middle of the night. since 1980. That's so right. 39 years. I've been sleep deprived walking in a haze. For, wow. Yeah. So not quite like the great Ed Mason, our friend who retired exactly. a few years ago, but he yeah. told me, and, and man, if you ever got to meet or work with that, I mean, there's another oh. great guy. We're so lucky here. He never drove to work in the daylight. Even, even here in, in Northern Alberta, where really? sometimes it's light. What, 4.30 in the morning? Uh, yeah, because in June, I usually get about a week, yeah. a week or two weeks that I see a little hint of daylight. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so he said he never drove, so you're not, haven't done that. Now, did you, how did you adjust to that? 
When um, it started for you. You know, I honest, I don't think you ever do it, Jester. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, the body's not meant to live these kind of hours. And, and somebody asked me the other day, do you think that uh, you'll finally adjust to sleeping through the night? Yeah, I think I will. I, I don't know how long it'll take, but eventually I think I will. Uh, Bob Bradburn, who I worked with years ago, yeah. was a morning man for many years, and somebody asked him, do you still get up in the middle of the night? And he said, yeah, but I go to the bathroom and go back to sleep. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I awesome. get up in the middle of the night too, but I, I go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so when do you sleep? Uh, I, I had a nap just before I came in here. I usually sleep from 3 till 5. So I grab, oh, so you do nap every I nap day. in the afternoon. That's okay. right, yeah. In retrospect, I don't know, a lot, a lot of morning men don't do that. They just, like, go to bed at 8 at night. And maybe that is the smarter way to do it, but I've adjusted to this. So All right, so from a sports perspective, we yeah. will weave sports in and out of our yes. conversation. And, and by the way, here I, I know a lot of you hear Bruce every morning for years, and, and you love him. This is going to be a little bit maybe longer form than sometimes yeah. you get to do in the morning and, and uh, you know, obviously you tell stories about yourself but we're going to go into some areas you may not so if you have a question for Bruce about his career about his running or other sports interests or about broadcasting fire him in to 630-630 on the text line or you can even call 780-496-0063 so uh, working in a, in a sports mad city like Edmonton yeah. and obviously you know Ched has Oilers and Eskimos games would you you know, a lot of the home games will start at 7 or 7.30 for, for our teams. Would you stay up to the end to make sure you saw the end, or how would there you manage had, oh, that? Oh, you know, and, and I might as well, because if I go to bed and the game's not over, I find myself reaching back to the radio, just turn out, what's the score now? <laughs> right. So I might as well just stay up, and, and, and I often do. But you're, And I admire you so much, Reed, because this is a sports-mad city, and, and I'm not a, an expert at sports by any means. And so if you wade into that swamp and you get something wrong, oh, man, <laughs> you're here from the text line right away. But... Uh, and, and you're on top of everything, and I'm, I'm glad that I can be on your show because often I have called you in the morning. And uh, I know I've just gotten... Well, out usually because I've forgotten to do my job properly. <laughs> Forgot <laughs> to file a report, yes. but that's okay. No, you've so done what, I'll just tell that what, what we do there, we have, during the season, I have to leave two, approximately one-minute Oilers reports for Bruce. So it's a pregame wrap-up yep. or what happened to practice today, news of the day, and it's audio, and then I have to f- put it in a specific folder in our audio program. Well, especially when I started, I wasn't always good at remembering that, or I would record it on my computer and not move it over. Oh. <laughs> so I finally just put in the folder, Bruce, call my number. Here's my home number. That'll wake me up because my cell phone won't. There hasn't been many times I've had to do that. And I, know I got better at it. I know you're going to talk, talk about Leon Dreisaitl later on, but this is almost like a running thing too because I heard him saying that he has great optimism that the team will make the playoffs and it is great to set goals because, I mean, if you put that in the back of your head, then there's something that drives you through the season. You think, wow, I, I said that, so I better make it happen. Yeah. Well, and I mean, with, with the way the orders have been, I know people, you know, you know, quite frankly, laugh or poo-poo, that sort of thing. But if you're in it, you might as well think you're you're going to do great sure. things. So, yeah. okay, so a good, good segue back to your career. Like, did you want to specifically... So you did, you did a lot of different stuff. Yes. You're certainly more of a music format yep. and now more of a, a talk format. When you were starting, did you ever have in mind, man, if I could just do this, even if I did it for a little while... I'd feel like I really accomplished something. Well, being a disc jockey was a thing. And um, my third station was Moose Jaw. I was six months Lloyd Minster, six months Lethbridge, eight months in Moose Jaw. That was oh, a wow. long stretch. But in Moose Jaw, I got my first shot at mornings. And, and I'm a morning person I, by nature. And, and I do my runs in the morning. I wake up and, and uh, I seem to be most productive at that time. And it was just so much fun. I mean, in the morning, there were people who were reacting with you. And it was like the world's coming alive. And, and I <laughs> loved it. And uh, so... 
I was I was in the Moose Jaw, and our program director there, and it was a sister station of Chet at that time, had heard that uh, they were looking for somebody. And I didn't even know, but he sent a tape of me up here. So I'm doing my morning show one morning, and he comes walking in, Don West was his name, and he said, pack your bags, Bauer, you're going to Edmonton. <laughs> Wow. I could have fallen off pack the chair. Pack your bags. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it was great. So that I must have been up. scary before he finished the oh. sentence. So pack your bags. Yeah. First. Yes, that's like, right. What? Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, no pause. Please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just please, please yeah. keep talking. Uh, all right. Uh, Bruce Bowie is, is in studio. His final uh, morning show is, well, your final show is Friday. Correct. Uh, so is that, I mean, I assume that's going to be a bit of an off-format show. I've already heard about some surprises that Have I don't you? think I can give away. Can you tell me, please? No, I can't tell you, but people may become, I don't know, things might happen. Yeah. Okay, good. So are you, pla- are you allowed to plan anything for that show, or if people said, Bruce, you can? this is the one day you can show up with no prep? I asked my boss, Sid Smith, just today, and I said, look, if I'm going to book some guests and things, is, is, are there times that I should, shouldn't book them? He said, well... He said there may be a few surprises. He said I'll give you eight thirty till nine. So I don't know what's going to happen. Before that's yours. Then, but that's the, yeah. The that's, last I get half a, hour. I get is a yours. half hour. Yeah, after forty seven. You get, you get years. a half hour, but you still got to do the news, traffic, weather. Yeah. Oh. I know it's going to be good though. Whatever he's got planned, and I. I had a friend who sent me one leak already, so I think I know one. Oh, you got a leak? Yes, yeah, I did. So I think I know one guest who's coming in who I'm excited about. But, uh, yeah, the last thing, and it's good that I don't know. And I saw Kevin Robertson on the way out, and he said, so, like, how are you feeling at this point? And I said, well, it's been a crazy busy week with the interview requests and stuff. And I, I said, that's good because I'm kind of an emotional person. And I, I'm just uh, afraid of having a meltdown on Friday, my last day, but I don't think I'll have time to do that. So I'm, I'm happy. No, that show, I, I think that show is going to fly by. Yeah. It is. All right. Bruce is in studio. Uh, again, your uh, your feedback, questions, or, or anything you'd like. Boy, that's pretty general. I'll leave it at <laughs> anything you would like to ask or say to Bruce Bowie. Now's your chance on Inside Sports. You can text 630-630-780-496-0063 on the open line. I, I got a whole bunch of running things I want to get to with you because whenever we have talked, it's always incredibly brief because as Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You said we're never here at the same time. Yeah, we meet at the coffee. We're going yeah. in and out, so we'll, we'll get a little more depth into that, too. We're back after the break on Inside Sports. Chatted a bit with Ethan Bear today at the Perry Pern 3-on-3 camp at the uh, KFC Arena. I'll drop by uh, there tomorrow to get some more interviews as well. Bruce Bowie is uh, in studio. I will immediately say uh, I, I will unlikely get to everybody's text for Bruce. Oh, he appreciates okay. all the all the well wishes. Yeah. Uh, a variety of questions for Bruce, both sports and non-sports related, and we'll get to some phone calls as well. Um <laughs> 
This texture says, uh, Bruce, are you getting overtime for all the extra media appearances you've been doing this week? I meant to ask <laughs> yeah, that. That's, that's a great question. <laughs> I should have asked that question. Now yeah. is the time to demand it. Yeah. Do you, and, and just a quick little uh, aside here, but uh, when you get in radio, they often say, can you MC this or can you do this or can you do that? And the standard line was, it doesn't pay anything, but it's great exposure. Right. <laughs> so, okay, fine. And this is great exposure. Thank you, Reed. Now, okay, Rob and Leduc, I don't know if, uh, what this is about. Uh, Brass Bruce, but the time when Kissin wouldn't give him time off to go run a marathon. Is that true? I, I can't remember them not giving me time off to run a marathon. Uh, there was one time I went and ran Las Vegas, and Billy Williams filled in for me, did the morning show. And, Reed, you've done a number of marathons. You know what it's like. The night before, you can't sleep. Everything's going through your mind. And uh, so I finally fell asleep, and in our hotel room about, I don't know, 6.30 in the morning, the phone rang, and it's Billy who thought it'd be really funny if he called and asked, how do you feel for the marathon today? Well, I was feeling good, thanks, Billy, but uh, anyway, it, it was fun. It was okay. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll weave the running in and out of this, and I want to get to some people on the phone lines, but how many marathons did you complete? Well, I, uh, I trained for 22. I did 21. Because the one... Was this the one in Cuba? No. Uh, the, the last one I didn't finish was uh, in Nashville. Okay. And if you're thinking of running a marathon, Team and Training is a great organization because there's a charity right. aspect there. And so I signed up with for them, uh, with them, I should say, to do this one in Nashville. So you get together with group, group runs, you train as a group, and we all went down there. And uh, of all things, that day, a storm system came rolling in, and uh, it just got dark and That's the nasty, yeah, yeah, and the wind picked up, and, and I got about halfway through, so I did a half a marathon, and they shut down the course, and so they pulled us all off the course. Wow. Um, and and, and it's, Nashville is hot. It was, uh, it was spring, but it was hot and humid, and there was a lot of rolling hills, and people said, oh, you must have been disappointed you couldn't finish. No, I was quite happy. <laughs> so 21 uh, marathon. I, I've been telling people it was over 50, but whatever. No. Uh, but how many halves did you do? Oh, I don't know, just a handful of halves. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and you know uh, from doing marathons that when you... Well, I've only done two fulls, oh, and it was okay. awful. But okay. I've done 11 or 12 halves now. Because a, a marathon is the only um, running race, I think, well, ultras as well, that you get into, and you don't know if you're going to finish. There's no guarantee. So there's That's a little, a good point. little yep. bit of a danger thing there. And so... Um, any race other than that, it's it's okay, but it's not quite the same feeling when you enter the race. So I've, it's, I don't do them anymore. My, I got to need this how, how many years since you did one? Uh, that was nine years ago. That one in Nashville. Okay, it's been a while. Yeah, pretty good. We have Trucker Rick on the line. Trucker Rick, go ahead. Hey, Bruce. Hey, congratulations. Rick. Thank you, and I, I know I get texts from you in the morning as well, so it's nice to hear your voice instead of just see the words on the screen. Thank you. Yeah, I usually text both of you guys. I'm kind of shy. Awesome. Oh, well, thank you, Rick. <laughs> I'm working now. Well, congratulations. I've been listening to you since the old days on Chet. Thank, thanks, Rick. Yeah, that goes back. I came here in 74, so that's quite a few years ago, actually. Yeah, I was here in the service. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Seriously? Well, thank yeah. you for your service, Rick. That's awesome. And, well, uh, so you, you text me in the morning, and you're still up at this time. What kind of hours do you work? Oh, well, I'll be done tonight about 10 o'clock. Oh, man, that's a long day. Uh, yeah, trucker hours. Yeah. yeah. 14-hour day. No kidding, wow. Yeah, I'm going to miss you in the morning on my morning commute. And you take care and enjoy yourself. Rick, thank you. And I've, I've received so many well wishes like this that now I'm starting to think, gee, maybe I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're never, you're never more popular than when you're leaving, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, yeah. What a great guy. He's dead, all right. <laughs> Yeah. A few people have, have texted uh, this in. Mm -hmm. I, I find this is a really interesting question. I mean, obviously, when you started working in the mornings here on Shed, you were established and known in the city. Yeah. But was it hard for you at all to 
I'm not going to say replace, but to, to come in after Gord Whitehead. I mean, was that, were you ever hesitant about it? Or did you ever think, oh man, what? How, how do I make it my own? Did any of those thoughts cross your mind? The worst thing that can happen when you interview someone is that they just give a yes or no answer and the answer is yes. <laughs> no, Gord, no was, fair, yeah. Gord was a legend in town and... Uh, and he was so helpful when I started. I would come up to the control room and he'd show me how the format ran and things. So we did this for, for several mornings. And, and he sat down with me and told me what I could expect from the show and the listeners and working with Brian Hall and all that kind of stuff. Um, and and he, he really was encouraging. And I didn't appreciate Gord for what he did as much as until I started doing it. I thought, man, this guy was great because yeah. he, he nailed it every morning. Uh, so it was difficult. And, and I, I still remember the first morning and... You know, you prepare a lot of stuff when you're on the radio, even for a music show. And I thought, well, I'm going to need a lot more if it's just going to be talk. And so I thought I had a pile of stuff, a ton of stuff. And about 8.40, I had nothing left. It was, I said, oh my gosh, now what do I do? So I actually phoned Gord on the first day of his retirement. I said, say, Gord, how's retirement going so far? So I interviewed Gord, so he no would help way. me first morning on. <laughs> That's yeah. great. That, that, that is true. I found that, learning that, you can never have too much yeah. stuff or too many notes, something you think you might talk about or, or refer to or things like that. All right, Lynn is on line three to talk to Bruce. Hi, Lynn. Well, hello, guys. Hello, uh, Lynn. How's it going there, Bruce? Great, thank you, Lynn. I, Thanks uh, for calling. Yeah, no, I listen to you a ton, and uh, like everybody else says, you're going to be missed. But I got a, I got a story for you, and we'll see if you can remember it, because sometimes it's the quirky, uh, quirky stories that you remember. Yeah. But you came to our house in 1978 with uh, with Keith James and the 630 Chad Rock and Roll Dice oh, and man. Pizza. Do you remember those? I do yeah. remember those, and I hated yeah. my program director for that because I was doing mornings, <laughs> and, and so we uh, we had these rock and roll dice, and so I think we you rolled the dice, and you want to, I think it was a number of albums for whatever number you rolled on the dice. Well, and the, di- the, dice, the dice were huge. Yeah. Right? They were the size of chairs. But Big foam but dice. came to our place, and yeah. our, place, our place was called Animal House. <laughs> and there was six guys that lived in there, and you went downstairs, and you signed the wall in the base. It was a big old mansion that was all beat up, and the people couldn't get renters, so they rented it out to six individual guys. Oh, man. Wow. That, that is the animal so, house, yeah. yeah. So you came over, and the next day on the radio, you said, you said, I was at a place last night that made the real animal house look like romper room. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know what, I'm, I'm just about 63 now, and I was 21 then, wow. so... Uh, uh, you know, that's a lot of years, but I was just wondering if you would, uh, you might remember that. Interview. I do, I do. And, you know, the thing I remember about that, Lynn, is that I did a morning show, so, again, I was getting up in the wee hours of the morning, and on the weekend, my boss wanted me to go, to go out and work until the wee hours of the morning. And so uh, that promotion didn't last too long, fortunately, uh, not because I complained a lot, but uh, it, was, it was just the wrong end of the clock for me, for sure. Yeah, but, no, you and you and Keith James just came uh, waltzing in like you'd lived there your whole life and <laughs> handed out some beats and, and had a good time for about yeah. an hour. Right on, Lynn. Thank Thanks, you so Lynn. much for calling in. Thank you uh, for all your hard work and good luck in your uh, in your future. I appreciate you. Thank you, Lynn. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. If you want to talk directly to the man, Bruce Bowie, his last day at six thirty, Ched, is going to be on Friday. You can also text six thirty six thirty. Making a co-worker stay up late. 
Chris well, Bowie's in studio. I'm good till after 6.30, yeah. <laughs> Creedence Clearwater Revi- Revival up around the bend. That was a great song to intro yeah. as a disc jockey. That's great song. Uh, yeah. yeah, excellent guitar riff, mm-hmm. as Homer Simpson once said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a good one from Jeff. Okay. On the text line, uh, Bruce, uh, what if, well, basically he's saying, how have you fit your unusual work hours around your personal life or your personal life around your work hours? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, that, that's a great question, Jeff. Thank you. And it, they are unusual work hours. And uh, sometimes, I, I'm not sometimes, I, I've found out, and I've had others tell me this when I got into it, you have to be selfish about that nap time in the afternoon because that's part of when you sleep. So if people want you to come and MC something or do something at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you say, okay, will you come in my show at 2 this morning? Because it's kind of the same thing. It's right. the, the sleep hours you need. So they're usually pretty understanding. But uh, there have been some adjustments, and uh, I'm hoping to get back to a kind of a normal schedule after this is all over. Do you think that you'll be able to do it? Yeah, I think so. I... Uh, you know Dr. Bob Steadward. You probably had him on the show before. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he came and talked to me last week, I guess it was. And, and I've told the story too many times. We were walking upstairs to the, the second floor here, and he says, uh, so are you ready for this? And, and I said, what, you mean financially? He said, no, are you ready for this? And so he sat me down because he's been retired for a few years now, and, and he talked about changes that happened with your marriage, with your family, uh, the adjustment period that happens. And he said, it, and he's like a type double a personality just always go go right. go 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 and he said the you know the first few days of retirement it was like oh my gosh this is it's just come to a screeching halt now what but he's adjusted uh, but he said it took him two years so really i'm expect so that was good that got my head in the right spot here i'm not expecting uh, anything wonderful to happen the first little while do you think you're still gonna nap in the afternoon no <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think i will because i don't on the weekends no oh, okay so yeah. you're a normal human on the weekends uh, no, so, the weekends, so to speak yes. yeah so to speak that's right we have doug on the line go ahead doug oh hey hey bruce hi doug how are you i'm good thanks um i just wanted to thank you for uh all the uh time that you you know you spent at ched because uh i grew up in edmonton listening to you in the early 70s and i we always enjoyed going down to Woodward's, getting the Ched charts. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Ched Radio really defined uh, the early 70s for me and my youth, and, and you were a big part of that. And um, when I think back to those days, it was just, uh, you know, America, a horse with no name, and miles for millions, and you'd answer your phone. I'm listening to 630 Ched, and, and uh, you know, those were just great memories. So... Thanks, Bruce, and I still listen to you every morning. Oh, thank, you. thank you. Those were like glory days. Well, I do, Again, and I tell people we didn't know how good we had it back then. It was so much fun working at that station, and we had personalities like Wes Montgomery and Bob McCord and Chuck Chandler, um, and it was it was just a fun place to work, and, and uh, Doug mentioned the Don't Say Hello contest, so the deal was that uh, we'd call houses, and if you picked up the phone and said, I'm listening to 630 Ched, you could win $1,000, and back in like 1974, 75, that was huge money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now we give away coffee cups uh, yeah. <laughs> just bo's face on yes <laughs> did you ever win the thousand bucks doug i didn't but i remember calling someone and and they answered that way and it kind of surprised me because i hadn't heard of the contest yet but uh, oh, yeah. I, su- I soon got onto it yeah thanks but, doug uh, yeah thanks a lot thank you doug thank appreciate you it. i thank appreciate you. you thank you seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three we'll get to curtis uh in a couple minutes okay from a sports standpoint yes. here's a simple text okay Bruce, who's your favorite Oilers player of all time? Oh, you know, I mean, this is going to sound so cliche, but it has to be Wayne Gretzky. Right. Um, there was a time, time when I left Ched, and I went to a new station that was starting in town. It was called uh, King FM at the time, and, and since it's morphed into several stations, and it's now uh, the Chuck downstairs from us. Excellent. company bought them back. But... Uh, 
they offered me some pretty good money. And, and I was terrified because I loved working at Chad and I thought, you know, I've heard about people making moves and then they don't follow through with their promises. And they said, we'll give you a contract. Really? Wow. I'd never had a contract. And, uh, because of, of Wayne being in town and me interviewing him a few times, I knew his agent, Mike Barnett, so I phoned up Mike and I said, I don't know anything about this. Can I come and even just have a peek at some of the contracts, what should be written in these contracts? And he said, I'll call you back. So he called me back in a few minutes. He said, you know, I don't, I don't have any radio people. Do you want me to represent you? So I, for a while, I mean, it's like a claim to fame I had. And he only charged me a 1000 bucks. I mean, it was a, a screaming deal. So I had Mike Barnett as my agent for a short time anyway. It was kind of cool. That is amazing. Well, and, and it opened up the doors because... After after that, he would arrange to have Wayne on the show, so Wayne was on several times. And uh, I, and when they had the 84 reunion, uh, I got to see Wayne again, and I didn't think he'd remember who I was. Oh, yeah, how are you, Bruce? So it was, it was awesome. So I still have to say that, uh, I mean, on and off ice, he's just an amazing guy. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's really cool to get Gretzky on the morning show. While, like, while in season, you'd get him sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. that's right. Yeah, it was, that was rare. How I many know. hoops would you have to jump through Well, now? I think you have to have Mike Barnett as your agent to, to do that. But, yeah, it worked. Um, Elizabeth says, congratulations, Bruce. I am an early starting nurse. I have no idea how I'm going to get ready in the morning, then drive to work without you, sending you a great big uh, warm hug. That is from uh, Elizabeth. I accept that. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you. I feel it. I feel it through the radio, as they say. Yeah. That's we have cool. Curtis standing by. Hey, Curtis, you're on with Bruce and Reed. Hey, Bruce, uh, I'd just like to thank you for uh, my childhood memories. My dad used to listen to you every Sunday morning when you uh, played the oldies. Oh, my gosh. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So mom would be cooking bacon and dad would be recording on a cassette. <laughs> and I'm not sure if you'd remember this, but he kept requesting Jack the Ripper. I don't And you'd that. never play it. I don't, even, I don't even remember that song now to this day, Curtis. So. I know. And then uh, so finally, one day you said, if I don't play this, I'm going to be in deep trouble. And you played the song, and my crazy old man, he still has that cassette. No kidding. And oh. he'll still listen to it wow. sometimes and said, see, see, he played it. Oh, <laughs> see, I have to tell you a quick story, Curtis. Uh, yeah, I did work Sunday mornings for a while. And... Um, West Montgomery used to have a Monday or a Sunday morning show, and it was called the, like the Coach's Show. And so we'd have uh, members of the Eskimos on, and he'd have a uh, Coach Jackie Parker on, and all these guys would come in. Tom Wilkinson, of course, was his best buddy. So I operated; I ran the board for him. Uh, oh, okay. I, yeah, when I first came to town, I came here from Saskatchewan, and of course, if you come here from Saskatchewan and you renounce the Rough Riders, you can't go back east again. <laughs> That's it. And so I, I thought I'll, I'll always be a Rough Riders fan. Well, after meeting these guys and George McGowan and some of these players and seeing them on, on the field, I thought I know that guy. So I wound up cheering for them, and, and it, it was a kind of a, a gradual process. But to this day, I'm, that's my team, the Eskimos. So it, was, it all happened on the Sunday morning. Good. Yeah. Right on. Curtis, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Curtis. That's Curtis at 780-496-0063. Were you, uh, I mean, you, you run in your adult life. Was there ever any other sport or even as a kid that you were really good at or I was, you were a good athlete? I was lousy at sports, and that, that was not my forte. And um <laughs> Well, I'll tell you how I got into running, I, I, and I never enjoyed running either, but um, I was uh, I like a toothpick, my build, just a skinny, scrawny guy, so I started going to a gym thinking maybe I can bulk up, and so the two guys who ran the gym in town were happy to have me here because I mentioned the name of the gym once I'm out on the air, and there was a, a time when they brought Arnold Schwarzenegger to Red Deer. No way. Yeah, because they hoped they would attract people from Calgary and Red Deer, having or from Edmonton having it in between, so they said, come on down and hear Arnold. So I, I went and sat in on this uh, symposium with Arnold, and he stood up and 
a stage on, on some auditorium down there, and I still remember him saying uh, to us, you guys are all going to die of heart attacks if you don't do some cardiovascular. And so we started talking nice. about, yeah, he said, you can't just lift weights, you got to run. you got to run or skip rope or ride bike or something. Now, was he already acting, or was this still in his bodybuilding days? That was phase? still in his bodybuilding days, okay. yeah. And, uh, and he told some stories about that as well. So I came back home and thought, gee, I better start running. And so I started using, probably like you, going around the block a few times. So Arnie got you into running. It was Arnold That's amazing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so I started going around the block a few times. And that was right at the time that 10K races were something new. Okay. And so uh, Chad sponsored one. And I thought, 10K, that's a long ways. I don't know if I can run that. So I kept picking up the distance and surprised myself I did the 10K. So that was kind of my base. Now, with your morning hours, mm-hmm. when do you usually go for a run? I, I went this afternoon. So, it's, so you yeah. uh, when you get home from yeah, work? Yeah, when I get home from work, I do that. And in, on the weekends, again, I'm a morning person. I like to take. Mm-hmm. I get up and I put the leash on the dog and off we go. Oh, good. Yeah. Excellent stuff. All right. We have Bob checking in on line one. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, uh, yeah, remember you telling a story about uh, going into a stock room one time, turning them tripping over something before you got the light on. Yep. And somebody said, don't worry about it, kid. It's just me having a nap. <laughs> and that was Wes Montgomery. Yeah, we, ne- we never knew where Wes would lay his head. I don't know if Wes was ever home because uh, he would, you know, he'd always talk about on the air about his car taking him places. Oh, the car made a left turn. I went up at the point after last night. And, uh, yeah, and so in between all of this, work was where he got to sleep. <laughs> so, it, yeah, you're right. He'd be like in studios and things. The lights would be off and you'd step on Wes when you go in there. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, he was quite a character. Thanks, Bob. Have a good day. Thank you, Bob. All right. We have a very special person who has texted in. I'm going to read the the full message here. Bruce and I have been friends since he first started with Chet in 74. He was MC at my wedding and a good friend of my family. When my brother passed away unexpectedly a few years ago, our family was devastated. Trying to plan the funeral was a nightmare. We needed someone to officiate the ceremony, and of course, we thought of Bruce. The moment he agreed to do it, which he did willingly, of course, our despair was replaced with a sense of tranquility. We knew everything would be okay because Bruce was there. His grace class and compassion allowed us to celebrate our brother's life and his kindness will never be forgotten and that is signed by daryl hook oh my gosh daryl is and i'm going to have daryl on the show tomorrow actually i am yeah daryl's such a special guy we, we started within a few weeks of each other and i'm surprised daryl still talks to me because <laughs> uh, we, we play pranks on each other and so 6 30 chad santa's anonymous we always say bring a new unwrapped toy but some people don't get the message and they bring old stuff. And, mm-hmm. they, you know, we, we usually wind up donating it to somebody. But there was one time that uh, in the station, um, somebody dropped off this just raggedy old rubber doll that you know, nobody'd want. And and I had just started and Daryl and I were doing these pranks in each other. So uh, it was in the evening I was working. I thought, what can I do with this doll? So I, and back then we had razor blades in the production studios we'd splice tape with. So I put razor blades in the doll. Oh, no. And, uh, yes. And I put packets of, got some packets of ketchup and had some ketchup dripping down the dolls. Tied a noose, put it above Daryl's desk oh, with a little puddle underneath and a note that said, hook, you're next. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, knew, he knew who it was right well, away. But yeah. That's one of the best stories ever. Yeah. I might steal that. Yeah, try that sometime. Yeah, if you try that on Morley, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn online too. Glenn, you're on with Bruce. Go ahead. Uh, yes, I'm just uh, wanting to uh, congratulate him on his retirement. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, in addition to that, uh, thank you for the uh, mystery player and uh, guaranteed weather right. uh, certificates over the years. Oh, cool, Glenn. Thank. Is this Glenn Rasco? 
It is. Ah, all right, good. See, I remember the last name. Okay. Glenn, thank you for being a faithful listener for so many years. Thank you, Bruce. Awesome. You're welcome. Good. Adios. Right on. Adios. That's yeah. Glenn checking it. Man, we just might have to pack it in at 7 tonight. Take the rest of the week <laughs> <Sure>. off. <Yeah. laughs> Everybody's calling in tonight. Yeah. Uh, we got time for uh, more of you, more with Bruce. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Chris Bowie, his last show on 630 Chet is going to be Friday morning. This is Inside Sports. Trailing Atlanta 5-2 in the top of the fifth. Eskimos quarterback Trevor Harris, CFL Player of the Month for August. In the next hour, former Montreal Expos general manager Kevin Malone, 25 years since the Expos had the best record in baseball, and then the season was canceled because of the strike. So uh, we'll have a great conversation with Kevin. Bruce Bowie is in studio. We had the little stinger coming back about the podcast. Oh, yeah. So an appropriate text here from Jared. Bruce... Uh, where do you see the future of radio, talk shows, and uh, the media? You wow. Know, I, I wish I could answer that. <laughs> I, I don't know. But I, I had someone ask me the other day in one of these interviews, what would I say to somebody who's starting in radio now? And I told the story about when I started, and I had a, a cousin who told me, why don't you get a job at the bank? It pays more than the radio does. There's no money to be made. There's no future in radio. Radio's going to be dead. And that was like 47 years ago. Right. And... Uh, a few years after that, he he apologized to me. He said, I guess I made a mistake. But even today, people say radio's done. Uh, I don't think so. No. I, if you're thinking of getting into radio, go for it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, I think like any other industry, you have to adapt. But yeah. we're human beings. There's always, we always want to talk to each other. That's we always right. want to hear another voice. Yeah. And a great story is a great story. With and, you know, and I don't want to get into the radio programming here, but if you're a local station, you darn it, you should be local. Because uh, you can hear national stories uh, all over the place, but if you're an Edmonton station, talk about the Eskimos and the Oilers and talk about Edmonton things and what's happened with the city council, all that kind of stuff, so I think. Darren calling in as well. Darren, go ahead. Hey, Bruce, how are you? Good, Darren, how are you doing? Good. Okay. You know, I want to thank you for your years that you've done. Um, I remember listening to you when I was overseas in Afghanistan. We'd stream you um, in the middle of the afternoon when we were doing our workout sessions. No kidding. Wow. Uh, yeah, so you brought, you, you brought home to us the world away. Are you PPCLI, Darren? Yes, I am, A sir. Good man. Awesome. My hat's off to you. I, uh, Thank you, sir. I, I hung out with some of you guys, and you probably heard the story in Bosnia, Valeka Kladusha. We did our show there for, I think it was six or seven days. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I had Lieutenant Colonel uh, Doug Martin on, and um, the camaraderie that you and your soldiers have is just amazing. I mean, I'm, I mean, you literally die for each other, and you do that. Um, yeah. But, but I just, I made such great friends there, and 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 it's interesting side story here. I, when I was younger, I thought I'd like to go do some time in the military, and if I have life's regrets, maybe one of them would be that I didn't do that for a while. I, I think it's a great career. Uh, 
Thank you, Darren. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. You bet. Sure. I got a question for you. Sure. What was it like working the morning after the Oilers won the Stanley Cup? Oh, which they man. did a few times. Oh, man. <laughs> well, first of all, you didn't think anybody was awake, yet, or that if they were, that they're still partying. It was just <laughs> unbelievable. And, uh, oh, I still remember the parties down at Jasper Avenue, and, and I went to, to one of them, and I remember the fire department was upset because uh, I guess somebody at City Council said, we've got to break this up, turn the fire hoses on them. And they, and they afterwards said, hey, you know what? We're not the cops. We don't do security. And so they had to sort all that stuff because nothing like that had ever happened in this town before. But if we ever win the cup again, I wouldn't be surprised that it happens again. We had people just pet up that just couldn't wait. And we were so spoiled back then, Reed, because we had the Eskimo dynasty and yeah. we had the Oilers winning the cup. And, we, and I, coming to town, thought, oh, so this is what it's like when you've got an NHL and a, and a CFL team. You just win cups all the time. Yeah, it was pretty unusual oh, from yeah. oh, 78 really? to 90, I guess, really. Yeah. Well, and then the Eskimos won again in 93. So Right. Yeah. yeah. So you go through a drought and you realize, wow, those were pretty special days. Yeah. yeah. We have Don calling in as well, 780-496-0063. Don, you're talking to Bruce. Go ahead. Hey, thanks, Reed. Thanks for uh, having Bruce on your show. Appreciate it. Thank you, Don. Hey, Bruce, uh, Don Weymouth from Rich Valley. You uh, interviewed Trish with her Sock Monster book a while back. Oh, yes, yes, of course. How, how, how has the book done for her? Uh, it's going, it's going. Not as good as it could be, but it's going. Listen, Bruce, yeah. I didn't want to talk about that. I just yeah. wanted to say, you know what, I tried sending you a text yesterday, and somehow I couldn't get it through. I've been listening to you for like 40-some-odd years, wow. and like back in the 70s, and uh, I, I can't, you know, I know you got to hang it up someday, and uh, all the best to you, Bruce. Uh, you've made the world a difference in my day every day, and... Uh, Geez, we're going to miss you, bud. Don, thank you so much. What's the name of your wife's sock monster book? Oh, the sock monster. That's it. All right. <laughs> it's a great kid's book, so I want to give it a plug yeah. before you hang up here. Yeah. So, great. Thanks, Bruce. Thank you, thank Don. Thank you, Don. Thanks. Have a good life. Thank you. Bye-bye. Great. Appreciate it. That's uh, that's uh, that's Don checking in. Well, you're gonna be you're gonna be getting a lot of well wishes over the next couple of days for sure. So uh, thanks to everybody. Yeah. To to, to reaching out. It, it's been a pleasure to, for me to have you on the show. We got you for for a few more minutes here. Um, is there an? Uh, I mean, you mentioned Gretzky, obviously. Like, was there an athlete when you got to talk to him or her where you just felt this? This is. I mean, I'll tell you what. Yeah. And, and people know. You know, we try to get a lot of great guests on the show. I'm just going to single this guy out because he's coming up on Friday. Okay. Jed Roberts is coming in on Friday. Cool. Wow. And we have him on a couple times yeah. a year. Like he's so good, so yeah. engaged. Like, he's entertaining, and I learn about football when he yeah. comes in. Like, who was that guy for you? Maybe he wasn't a, a, a star, but you just knew this guy was going to engage. Okay. Now that's Jed Roberts. That's a great choice, uh, and I would have him right up there with this. But uh, for me, and um, some people don't always agree with me, but I thought the consummate Eskimo was Danny Kepley. Uh, Dan Kepley was just sold out for the team. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you ever read his book. There's a picture on the front of the book with his fingers pointing in all different directions because they've been broken <laughs> right? so many times. And he told me the story one time about, uh, and I forget if it was a Western final, but it was it was a very important game they were in. And he, he was in and he broke a finger. And he knew that if he went back and told the trainer about this, they're going to pull him out and, and tape up this finger. So he just sat on the bench, winced a little bit, and just snapped the finger back in place and went back out and played. And I thought, oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I got it in the pit of my stomach even telling the story now. It's, oh, I can't imagine the pain. But that was him being all in for the team. And I know he had his personal demons and some problems and things, but he was Eskimo to the core, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, I mean, clearly, I would say even, even for me, in a, in a much shorter time in the industry, though, the, a lot of athletes are pretty, pretty guarded. 
Oh yes, yeah, that's you know true. it's it's especially especially like I find now, you get more out of the the foot soldiers so to speak the, than the stars. I mean everybody, I'm not slagging Connor, but. He doesn't always give you a lot yeah. in the interviews, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and I guess I can understand because they get so many requests and, and uh, they must get tired of answering the same questions all the time, I would think. But that's the guy everybody wants to talk to. So they have to be guarded, I think, or they just go nuts. They couldn't do everything for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and now it all blows up, right? I mean, the, yeah. the, the person that asked about the, the changes in, in, in media, well, if somebody told a candid story to Bruce... 35 years ago yeah. it probably ended there yeah. right now it's going to be That's transcribed true. and retweeted oh, yeah. and people go back and listen to it and what, what's the inflection on his voice there yeah. is he joking yeah. or was he mad? like you know it's That's just true. everything's over over analyzed yeah. um okay are you going to run tomorrow or are you going to take a couple days off running here tomorrow, into radio retirement probably not because tomorrow i'm going to get tomorrow's thursday so i'm going to be pretty busy kind of getting things set up for friday's show so i'm probably not going to run until um saturday morning i because i've got a knee that bothers me a bit now so i do more Biking. I often bike to work in the morning. And uh, I was going to come this morning. It was pouring rain at uh, 3 o'clock this morning, so I didn't bike in. And now I'm not going to get a chance to bike. Yeah, how often do you again. bike in? Um, three, four times a week, probably. Winter, too? No, not in winter. Never no, in winter, okay. No, no. There, I know I've, I've got a buddy, Perry, who just bikes all year long, and he's he's got a fat bike, and but uh, it's too cold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can, but you run outside in the winter, yes, right? Yes, I do, yeah. Which I do not. Yeah. I run in the, rec, in the Commonwealth Rec yeah. Center. Yeah, I, I just find, and I had a treadmill for a while, and I just, I don't know, I found it mind-numbing. I can't do... Yeah, yeah. it's mind-numbing. So, and when you're outside, you see the scenery and things, and you know they, they've got technical clothing now that, that keeps you warm, and uh, once, you, once you get out, John Stanton always said, put your stuff on and just say, I'm going to go for a walk. And after a block, you say, well, you know, maybe I'll just run a little bit. And before you know it, you're running. And, it, and it's true. It does work that way. John's good at playing mind games. Yeah. <laughs> in a, really in a good, good way. He's always yeah. like, what if you just tried this and, and then did this? Well, yeah. Bruce, look, I didn't, I didn't really prepare anything. I'm just going to tell you, you are, you are truly great. Legendary does apply to you. It's been great to have you uh, as as a coworker. As as rarely as we got to see each other or interact, just listening to you in the morning and, and as a broadcaster, I always appreciated your energy, how composed and positive you always sounded, and and it's been a joy, man. Enjoy retirement. It hasn't been a job; it's been a love, and uh, I'm going to miss it. Reed, thank you. That's Bruce Bowie. More inside sports after the news. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.